boy, time is running ahead here on us, and that's okay. Grab your coffee, open your cup holder. If you don't drink coffee, drink water. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we're very, very glad, and you've made it. Nope, you've made it to prayer and fasting uh, testimony service, which is great. And uh, we're trusting that what's going to happen is you're going to be encouraged and spurred on. And there's some. You're going to love that this morning. There's some really neat stories that you uh, that you just need to hear. And uh, some I know are going to share today, and some I have no idea that you're going to share. And that is really good. Uh, the Bible talks about testimonies, and actually testimonies when we've encountered God or met with Him, and you hear someone's story because they have a relationship with God, it's transformational. Like something happens, and you can hear Pastor Donovan come up and speak uh, week after week, and I'm awesome. But actually there's just a window. Like it's like you get one person's perspective, and I try to be well-rounded, I try to meet with people, and you're trying to help, but different people share things about the Lord and Scripture that are different than how I will share it. And I think what that does or why we need testimonies because it, it challenges us, it spurs us on, it changes us. And there's something really, really important about that. Um, there's a bit of a qualifier for sharing testimony. Not who can share. Anyone can come and share. And we're going we're gonna to ask the Lord almost right away. Um, but have you ever heard like the testimonies of people where it's like they're coming up because they want to be in front of people and tell a story? And they're telling a testimony, but it's like from 25 years ago, and you're like, neat. But you know when someone's sharing a story of something that's just happened, right? Where they, for an example, when I go to Israel and I come back from Israel, and I tell you something that happened in the Dead Sea when it's like, it just happened last week and I was in there. It has a different impact than if I told you 22 years ago when I was eight, um, I wasn't eight, but 22 years ago when I was eight, I was in the Dead Sea. It was cool. And, there's this, and you're like, oh, neat. Like, that's like so 22 years ago. Like, I wasn't even born then. It's different. And so what's happening in this month, I had no idea that we would see in two weeks what we've seen. I, this is how I testify to people. Um, I love to counsel. I love to pray with people. I've met with many, 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 many of you. Uh, we've sat in my room. We pray. We cry. Neat things are happening. People that have, have spent months working and walking and encouraging and spurring on, in the course of a week or two weeks, coming and walking into a prayer room and allowing God to become the healer and transformer, people that I never thought would be free are getting free in ways that I had no idea because of Jesus. Yeah, that's what you're going to hear. It's, it's unbelievable what's happening. And I thought that I, I was pretty good at Helping to dig and sort through. And I was like, God, if I would have known that actually investing at this juncture one month into fasting and prayer was going to accomplish what already has happened, uh, I would have done this like the day I was born. I would do it all the time. We'd have to do it because there's so many incredible things the Lord has done. I wish I could just open up my inbox and let you read all of the stories. I have a testimony from 24-7 folder in my inbox that is huge already and it's two weeks in actually we have a uh, six prayer requests apart from the stations that are set up we have six requests that we've brought before the lord and we have these little cards that we've made already 
And uh, I kind of thought that there would be ones that would be kind of simple and ones that my faith could grow because, oh, yeah, God's going to do that. That'll be, that'll be pretty simple. That one will be easy. And there's ones that's like there's no way on God's green earth that that is going to happen. One significant healing by just entering into the presence of God. Check. One wayward prodigal child. I put, I'm going to put a half check because I... It's so fresh. I'm just going to put a half little check, and I'm just going to leave it there. Unreal. And I hope that next week we can share. And God is saying that there's actually uh, many thousands that are going to come back to him. 300 different people in the prayer room. They come into the prayer room in January. I think it's 172 or 174 um, at this morning. Five people have a confirmation in the calling of full-time pastoral. We're at four. Five people with confirmation in the calling of intercession. At Anchor Point, we have four, 15 people who would hear from God to commit to volunteer in children's room. I thought this was going to be the easy one. But I, I wasn't anticipating any of these until January 31st when I say to everyone, get your butts in the prayer room and we just need to pray and ask God. And I'm going to start going around and saying, um, confirmation full-time, confirmation, con are you children's? I, I thought that's how we were going to kind of end the month. And God is doing something just much more marvelous than that. And uh, who would have known? And beyond this, it is remarkable the things that God has done. What he's doing is he's refining the church. We thought what we were going to ask him for is, God, would you supernaturally provide finances for us for a building project? And as soon as we start this, he's like, ah, don't even pray about that. That's not a station. That's not anything. Nope, don't need to. Because what I'm first doing is in here. I am going to refine this. This is what he's doing in here. And that's the stories that you're going to be spurred on and encouraged by this week. And uh, I don't know if we're going to have enough testimonies to go right till the end of service time. Or if we're going to have so many that we carry on till four. Or if we come back next week and do testimony. doesn't really matter. Um, but today we want to testify. What we're going to do is sometimes people don't know if they should share. And there's all sorts of reasons why you should or shouldn't maybe share. And, and uh, that's all fine. We're going to stop and we're going to just ask God, could you just speak to you? Maybe there's a little tiny piece that you think is an insignificant something that God revealed to you. Maybe it's just one passage of scripture that impacted you or you heard God speak for the first time and you've been trying to hear him for 20 years and for the first time you heard. Uh, by the way, that's three people in the last two weeks who have never had a vision from God ever and they came into here and the first time heard God speak. That's awesome. Maybe it's just one of those where it's like, I got nothing to testify except I always wanted to like know God spoke. And maybe that's the testimony. Maybe it's the word has been dead to me and this week I open it up and this verse, it just caught me. Maybe you've been transformed and I didn't know that you came and you got healed when you walked in. Maybe God is uprooting some things and you just need to encourage the church. I don't know. But today what I want us to do is I'm going to listen. We're going to listen in prayer. It's going to be quiet. And I want God to bring to mind, is there something that he's done in this two weeks? And uh, I'm not going to limit our testimony time to just like one minute testimonies. Because I think that some testimonies are going to take more than just a minute. It might be three minutes. It might be five. Uh, that's okay. I don't want you to just ramble if you're thinking, ah, yeah, I'm going to change to ramble. Uh, not like that. But some of the stories, God has been working for years in your life, 
And you just need to give a couple little snippets to get you to hear so you go, oh, God did that. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to ask God if you bring that to mind to you. And uh, if at any point you have a testimony to share, um, this whole row is open in the front. So you just, someone's sharing, doesn't matter. You know it's, you, you need to come share. You just come, just plant your derriere in the front seat, and we'll just, we'll go through and we'll encourage each other and we'll go from there. Does that sound good? And, okay, one more thing, two more things. When you grab the microphone, you hold it against your chin and just leave it there. A lot of people wander, and I just want it to stay here. And the second thing is if your heart begins to, like, palpitate when we're listening in prayer, and you feel like you're going to die and you're sick, and you don't want to say anything and you're fighting with God, like, that's God saying, get to the front seat. <laughs> just get up to the front. So I'm going to leave you with that because some of you are like, oh, no. <laughs> and that's okay. So let me pray. Jesus. We are so grateful to know you. Thank you that in two short weeks, um, many of us have come to know you in a way we didn't know. God, some of us have spent hours, more hours in the last two weeks in your presence than in our whole lives combined. And actually we've fallen in love with it. God, some haven't been able to make it yet for good reason. Some it's because the enemy wants to hold them back. And God, I'm asking today there would be a release for people that they'd be able to come to the church. They'd be able to come into here. God, they could bring kids or grandkids. or They can just come in just five minutes. They're driving by in just five minutes and they're going to come just sit with you, God. God, I think I haven't known what it means when people have talked about the glory of God or the presence of God in a place where you can begin to feel it where you can just sense there's something in there. And God, this week I began to, to really understand that. Uh, God, we desire for more of that. God, we desire that this place would be a house of prayer, but also a place of healing. God, that this would be a house where people would just come in because your presence draws them and they would encounter you, they would surrender to you, they'd be healed by you. So God, we're filled. I'm filled with anticipation about the story this morning, about the testimonies of you, and we want to bring you glory. Now, God, I'm just asking, would you just bring to mind, God, is there something that you've done in the last two weeks that you just want to give a reminder or you want to say to us, yes, I want you to share. God, would you en encourage these people that are here today, God, the ones that are timid and shy, to the ones that are boisterous, to the ones that have big stories and little stories, God, I ask that you would speak to them right now. Today is a day that they're supposed to share. Okay, so I'm going to start off with a little story, and if you're to come share, Lane's already up here, just come, and you can, even while I'm talking, it's great. 
Um, so I want to I want to share something that happened this uh, this Saturday. Uh, again, if you haven't been receiving email updates and you would like to, just fill out a card and give it to me after, and I'll get you on the list today. Because every day I send out the things that God has been doing, the things that I hear, some of the encouragement for you. So if you would like that, just fill out a card and give that to me after. Uh, so I want to share a story about what happened this uh, this Saturday. So this Saturday, uh, I have the the joy and privilege of uh, doing the nighttime shift. So I'm here from 3 in the morning till till 8 in the morning. And uh, sometimes that carries on, and, and that's good. But there's some just really, really neat things that have been happening. Well, this week at... Um, Oh man, we're going to have testimony time. I'm just going to keep talking until you're all up here. Oh, keep it coming. Uh, this week, at, at uh, when I got back here at 8 a.m., I sent out an email saying that there was a few people kind of signed up. And if you had a little bit of time, come to the prayer room. That'd be great. Um, we don't really have a sign up. I just want to make sure that all the slots are covered because I committed to the Lord that I would fill whatever wasn't, uh, wasn't covered. And so I knew there was supposed to just be a, a couple people that were in here. So I was over at... at um, Cottage Bakery having a meeting, and uh, while we're having the meeting, I'm going to tell you one little story about the meeting, and then what happened when I came here. So I was having a meeting with a young man who just recently started coming to the church uh, just about five or six weeks ago, and what I learned in that meeting, he came with his book. I, I told him he was the best uh, learner, because he came, he says, I have some questions. <laughs> He's 20, and he had a list of questions for me, and I was like, that is, if you want to really impress Pastor Donovan, come with your, and just have your list ready of things. I want to know this, this, how about this, what does this look like, what do you think? I like that. So, um, so he said, he was telling me a story, and he said, this is what happened. In December, he came to the church, and uh, when he was young, probably 14, um, he had a, a burden, or this idea about a place called Iceland, of all countries. Just Iceland. And uh, within that time, as time grew, uh, he got to about 16-ish, somewhere in there, and he heard William Lang Craig talk about Iceland and how there's basically no people that love Jesus under the age of 25, uh, truly love him under the age of 25, and I kind of thought, I, I got to go there. I, this has got to be a place I need to go to. Like, they're going to need to know Jesus. This is a high schooler. Somewhere around that 17, he decides, I'm going to look, and I'm going to find out if there are any churches that I can pray for in Iceland. So he looks, and he finds, and he finds one church to pray for, and it's a Baptist church in Iceland. Begins to pray for them, comes to our church in December. Ooh. I think January or first weekend he's here. I think it was the first one. Uh, we have an Icelandic pastor, Ottoman, who was here. Ottoman happened to be preaching. He's like, what in the world? There's an Icelandic pastor who's preaching. And we set up the prayer stations. And over there we have an Iceland prayer station because of part of the vision God has. And there's a church that he's been praying for. And what's the church he's been praying for since he was in high school? Gunnar's church that is now meeting in the KFS in Iceland, and I was just, I was blown away. I was like, God, how did you do that? Like of all the places, of all the countries, of all the churches, of all the people, and you bring them together, and I was like, that's awesome. So my face was now like through the roof. Praise the Lord. Is that awesome? Yeah, I was right. Okay. So then I come to church, and there's supposed to be a couple people in here, and I'm going to meet with a couple, and I'm going to just come in the door and see if there's a couple people praying, and I walk in, and there's like 25 people in here praying. What is going on? We go in the other room, and uh, into my office, and I tell the couple, I need to go back in the prayer room, uh, and I just walk to the door, and I'm just overcome. I just wept. 
because I couldn't believe that God, not me, God is drawing people. He's saying, come. People are starting to see the value of prayer, that actually intercession is important, that coming before the Lord. It's not just here, but God is doing something very unique that he said he was going to do in this place as well. People are praying outside of here, but also here he's doing something really unique, which I'm really grateful for. And I was just overwhelmed. I was like, Jesus, thank you. Like, I don't know how you do it. At nighttime, I was supposed to be the only one here. <laughs> like, I've basically spent no time alone. Um, I think two and a half hours now. I've kind of got by myself in two weeks of nighttime because people are just coming, being called. Come and pray, and they're coming and spending time at night praying. I'm so grateful. So, that's just a little taste of just Saturday. Good? So, I would like to have some time to share testimony. So, we have a bunch that are up here. I don't know who comes up. Elaine, do you want to come up first? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just get it over with. Okay. So, hold it when it's you, okay. about being lukewarm. I've been coming um, to the prayer room and really just seeking God and wanting to return to my first love because when I first came to him, I was just so in love with him. His presence was all around me for many years. It was no difficulty to worship him. It was no difficulty to pray. It was easy. <laughs> and then life happens and sort of, you know, the light gets snuffed out a little bit. But as I was, I, I have the privilege of being in the Bible study on Wednesdays. And as I was looking this week through scriptures and I was like trying to find the books and I was thinking, Lord, I don't even know where the books are. I have to go back to the beginning, the contents and look through the pages. I'm thinking, I used to know these. I used to know exactly where all the the books were, and now I don't. So I need to get back into the Word. So last night, I, as I was sitting here, and um, I was, you know, considering my just whatever was going on, and um, I was reminded of the passage that you know Jesus talks about the lukewarm church and. I would not really have considered myself lukewarm because I do believe I love the Lord and I am, I've always, since he called me, wanted to serve him. But I felt this, you have become lukewarm in many other ways and in, in, there's times when I don't want to read the Bible. I, I, I feel myself totally resisting to read the Bible and yet <laughs> the testimony, once my daughter sang at church, because my favorite song was, I warded the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. And that was my song because that's what God's word was to me. And I want that, I want his word to be that life again to me. And so I decided, the Lord, I am not going to read anything else. I'm not going to read any Christian books. I'm not going to read anything. I am just going to read your word. And I sort of have in my head for six months, that's all I'm going to read is your word because I want to get back immersed into your word. And I believe, as many of us do, that uh, times are going to be tough and we're going to need to have the word of God in our hearts. We're going to need to, we're going to need it there. And so um, that's what I, I'm <laughs> that's what I'm sharing. And it was unexpected and I hope that it's encouraged. 
yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think that's really important. God only is the one who does that, right? Like he just stirs us in. I could have told you a hundred times, read the word, read the word. But when God says, read the word and he deals, it's, it's a very different thing. So thank you. So all my life, I've struggled with just having to keep up appearances to be like the strong one and uh, to do those things. I've often suppressed my emotions. Um, and so in 2015, kind of all of this came to a halt when everything in my life kind of crumbled and I became immobilized by severe anxiety and depression. For me, this looked like being sick all the time, plagued by constant headaches, sleeping 20 out of 24 hours, being too overwhelmed to fold laundry, get dressed, or even eat. I lost 25 pounds during this year because of that. I went on medical leave from my job for a year before quitting completely, unable to go back. I also left all the ministries I was involved in at church, um, unable to leave my house. In late 2016 and early 2017, I started to get a little better, and this is when Carmen and I moved to the city and we um, started to get involved here at Anchor Point. Um, so I tried to work part-time and get involved in the church again. I felt that healing was starting to happen. Then August of 2017 came, and it was another huge crash for me. This time was much darker as I lost hope for ever truly being healed. Um, so for the past six months, basically since August, um, I haven't really come to church, and I really haven't come out of my basement, actually. Um, it's been really hard for me to really see anyone, though I know people have wondered where I've been, and that's where I've been, in my bed. <laughs> um, in December, I started going to a cell. I just felt like that was something that was really important, just being somewhere where I didn't need to leave anything, but... I needed to still be involved with the body. Um, and so at Cell, we were asking God if he wanted to say anything about the upcoming month of prayer and fasting. Um, and already that was a hard question for me because I've done a lot of months of prayer and fasting and um, I've been discouraged in the past just not having breakthrough in my life. Um, but I clearly heard him say, I want to heal you. Um, but I just wrote it off and I didn't tell anyone when everyone else was sharing, when they w shared what they received in prayer, because uh, I didn't want to hope for it. It felt easier to accept that this was just going to be my life rather than hope for healing and then be crushed with disappointment again. The next morning, my husband Carmen came and told me that God told him that I was going to be healed in January. I thought this was kind of weird, so I shared that God had showed me the same thing the night before, but I still didn't tell anyone else. Later that month, we were praying with a friend, and I shared with him that I thought God wanted to heal me, but that I was scared to tell anyone. And while we were praying together, I sensed God telling me that I had surrendered much of my life to him, but that I still held something very precious back from him. It was appearances or fear of man, so like what people think of me. I repented of this and surrendered it to him, which sounds simple, but actually harder than it sounds <laughs> when it's part of 
what's been your identity? <laughs> so coming into January, I decided that I'd come into the prayer room whenever I felt up to it, which I thought might be an hour or two a week, um, but ended up being every day and for longer than I thought. Even though I was overwhelmed almost everywhere else, I felt safe here in his presence. So on Sunday after church, this was last weekend, I was lying down for a nap because I'd been here mainly during the night, so I was sleeping away. Um, and as I was about to fall asleep, kind of that spot where you're like kind of almost asleep, but kind of awake, I just sensed this like cloud of light hovering over me. And I just like thought, well, at least it's not a cloud of darkness. <laughs> and then I just saw this picture of my head and there was like this big gaping wound in it. And um, like this maybe sounds a little gory, but if you picture like yourself floating in water and if you were floating in water, the, the flesh would be like floating. <laughs> but it, it was like that kind of picture, but it was like floating in the cloud of life. And then I just saw that and then I just fell asleep. Um, so later that evening I was telling Carmen about it and he asked me if I thought it meant something. And I just said, probably. But I just felt like really out of it, and I didn't really think about it further. So that night as I went to church, I, I felt really off, like I needed to repent of something, but I didn't know what it was. Um, so Sarah and Carter came into the prayer room at that time, so I just went and asked Sarah if she could pray for me. And one of the things she got from me in prayer was the words, this time it's real. I wasn't sure what that meant, but I took it to prayer afterward. And as I was praying about it, I felt the Lord say, say to me, I have invited you into this before, but in the past, you've never been willing to fully surrender. This time it's real because this time there's nothing holding you back. And then he showed me a picture of an expensive clay vase, and it was shattered at my feet. I had held on to it for so long and tried to grab hold of Jesus at the same time, but I was always afraid of like breaking this vase. Jesus tried to tell me that what he offered was so much better than my vase, but I didn't believe him. But he showed me that I had finally said okay and just let it slip out of my hands and shatter on the floor. Then I felt like the Lord was asking me to sing. And this was really big for me because I hadn't sang at all since last August, not even here in church. For me, singing is really closely connected to my heart. And over the past six months, I would just look at the words on the screen and think like I don't even know if I like really believe that so I wouldn't sing and I just couldn't fake it so I asked Matt if I could join him for his midnight set and it took a bit to get into it but I felt the Lord really blessed it and toward the end I, f I felt the Lord was asking me to sing about my journey specifically as a prayer over someone that was in the prayer room as well as choosing to overcome the fear of man and the need to sound perfect and polished. I was super nervous to expose my heart like that, but I went for it. And it didn't sound amazing, but it was my heart poured out. After that, as I sat in my chair, I thought, I wonder if I'm healed. It's difficult to tell with healing in the brain, but something was different. The next afternoon, I received an email from Carmen, who was in the prayer room while I was sleeping. He had been fasting for breakthrough. I had asked him what breakthrough looked like in his life, and he had just said that he had known. This is part of what he had said in the email. I quote, First, I have to make a confession. 
I keep telling you that I don't really know what I'm looking for when I say breakthrough. The truth is, I have resolved before God to fast for something very specific. I've known all along what it is, but I cannot tell you because it was between you and God. I said I was waiting for some kind of breakthrough. It was exclusively the freedom and healing of your mind. Cecilia, I believe that last night is even more significant than either one of us can presently understand. The Lord told each one of us in December to each within 24 hours that you would be healed this month. God changed my fast just two days before January, telling me that this is a new season and challenging me to contend in prayer for the first time. I resolved to fast until the Lord heals you of depression and the fear of man. The enemy has been relentless in keeping me from following through, attacking me with anger, doubt, discouragement, and he tried intently to turn my attention back to myself. Three times I nearly gave up, but the Lord gave me strength to persevere. I had more doubt last night than I've had all week. I was beginning to believe that God was not going to deliver you. But then you told me about the dream you had, the cloud of white. And immediately I knew that something significant was going to happen. Right in the moment of my deepest discouragement, God gave you the most clear picture of your healing and it renewed my hope. This time it is for real. I believe those words are not empty, yet there is still work to be done. This is not the end of a battle, but the beginning of one. Cecilia, you have been healed. Thank God who is faithful to his promise. But your healing is not like a surgery. You have not been discharged from your hospital bed. You have died, and God in his mercy has lifted you up into a cloud of light to sustain you by his spirit alone. You are healed, but your life is now utterly dependent on the cloud. End quote. Praise God, my brain has been healed. Yes, I have to battle the doubt and fear of it coming back. Yes, I will struggle to trust him in the future, but I cannot fabricate the transformation that has happened in my heart and mind this past week, and I am set free. I am not the same person that I was before. I have died and been raised back to life to live a life completely sustained by his spirit. Psalm 40, verses 1 to 5 and 16 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me out from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. Lots of pieces involved with that, isn't there? Fasting, prayer, people praying, intercession, trusting God, his word. Um, what, yeah, what a gift is a healing. It's one of many that are to come. Um, if at any point you need tissue, I brought lots more Kleenexes. Just go like this down the row, and they'll just pass you the boxes, and you just grab them, okay? That's the code, just like that. So, Carmen, why don't you come up? This is Carmen. This is Cecilia's husband. That is me. Aren't testimonies awesome? This, this is amazing. Edifying the church body. We're all encouraged. And 
spurred on. Um, I just want to share a little piece about my half of the story and then expand on a little bit more. I'm actually not going to share a lot about what Cecilia had just shared about. Just that I, up until this January, I thought I knew what I was going to do. I had a plan to fast um, these specific days of the month and God just totally changed it on me. Like she said, two days before the month started, God told me, you've never really wanted something bad enough to really contend in prayer for it. And I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Uh, whatever happens, happens. That's cool. Um, and I, I, that's definitely been my spiritual walk too. And so I, I repented of that. And then I, I told God, okay. And I had just finished reading a, a really inspirational biography of a Chinese believer and was really encouraged by his resolve to get a Bible. Um, and so I resolved, I'm going to contend for breakthrough in Cecilia. And so I did that. I, I fasted, um, just uh, basically until breakthrough happened and it was for the healing of her mind. I didn't know exactly if that was full healing or partial or, or what it looked like, but then you heard the testimony and, and God is moving powerfully and way sooner than I thought. I thought I would be fasting for weeks, but <laughs> I'm glad that that didn't happen. Um, so praise God. And, um, beyond that, it was, uh, it was one week and then God told me, okay, now she's had breakthrough. Now it's time to move on into your character and into your heart even more. Um, and God, God told me it's time to break your fast to get up and eat because the journey is too much for you. And, um, so I did, I began to eat and he, he started to, to deal with something in me that I've never had to deal with before, and that's finding my affirmation uh, from man. And that I've, I've always thrived on, on what people think about me, too, just in a different way than Cecilia was talking about. I, everything I do, there's this subtle tone of, of uh, wanting to be accepted by that person and avoiding conflict with this person. And, and so, um, so in that, God, God was beginning to deal with, with that character flaw in me. And it was around that time he spoke to me a verse out of, uh, out of Matthew, a, a passage out of Matthew. Um, this was right after, right after Cecilia had broken free the next day. Um, I, <laughs> I got an email. I, at this point, just for some context, I was spending um, six hours a day for that whole week praying for mostly for Cecilia and for her freedom. Um, but then on the seventh day, um, she had freedom, and then I came to God, and uh, at the same time, I got an email from a friend of mine um, who at the end of his email, just a little tag on the end says, consider doubling your time with the Lord, not knowing anything about what my last week looked like. And so I was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome, cool. And then all of a sudden, conviction hit, and I was like, oh, wait a second, I'm I'm on EI right now. I'm not working, but I could easily give 12 hours a day to a job. I've done that lots of times, but I won't give 12 hours of my free time to to God when He's clearly called me to set this month apart to pray and to fast and to seek Him. And so I felt really convicted, and so that is what He was asking me to do. And and to me that was that was tough, but I have to say, I'm. I am fearful of you guys now, like, looking at me, um, and again, me feeding that affirmation from man, but
but God released me to say this as a part of healing of that, that actually my affirmation right now is coming only from him because he's, he's doing a work in me that I can't even explain, and it, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's, he's just speaking to me in ways I haven't heard before, and um, he spoke to me that at that time, this passage out of Matthew. Um, when Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume, which she poured out on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. And aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you, are always, you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. And I'll just stop there for a second. Because at that point, I just, I lost it. And, and God spoke to me about how, again, my affirmation has been from man. The people, I, I'm, I've been so afraid of what people will think about how I'm wasting my time, not working, but being in the prayer room. Um, I'm not making money, but it has been so rewarding and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so, and then he spoke this other thing to me as part of my, what I believe is my calling. Um, he says, truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will, will be told in remembrance of her. And I sense God speak to me right away very clearly. Carmen, I'm preparing, in this month, I'm preparing your testimony to actually proclaim my name and proclaim the gospel. And it actually has to come from a place of experiencing and a testimony of what God's doing in my life. So that's basically all I'm going to say for now. But I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. I told you in my email that you wouldn't want me to preach anymore. This is why. So trust you're being encouraged. I don't know which, who is up next. Riley or Sarah? Yeah. Sarah, DM, Riley, whatever. However that goes, that's good. Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Sarah Johnson. And... Um, I wanted to share because I um, just enjoy public speaking. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, for those of you who know me, you know that I um, I deal with anxiety a lot, so that was just a quick tangent. <laughs> um, I wanted to share a little bit about what God has been doing um, this month for me, um, and I hope that it will be encouraging to others who maybe find themselves in a similar situation as mine. Um, I deal with a lot of like anxiety mainly, um, but also depression as well. And I'm currently not working in Kinder. I'm on um, medical leave for that. Um, so January 1st, Joel and I, Joel is my husband, um, we, he dragged me here at seven in the morning. <laughs> and um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to God about was in 2017, I, I had a picture of a mountain, and it's something that I felt like God gave me to kind of represent that year, and something that I went back to often. Um, and I, I just, I liked the idea of it, and it was really neat. And so 
one of the first things I wanted to do uh, when we came to the prayer room was to ask God if there was anything that he wanted to show me for 2018. And he didn't give me a picture, but he gave me a phrase, and it was learning to labor. And I felt that for myself, that was a principle that it's just learning to spend large amounts of time with God, um, especially for this month, uh, growing in prayer and all of that. Um, and I also felt like it kind of applied to like verses 12 and 13, like put on this journey together with the Lord and, and, and that. Um, and so for me, I felt like a lot of that looked like leaving the house and, um, and coming here, which for those of you who have ever um, dealt with anxiety or whatever, kind of like Cecilia with Barron, Cecilia and I meet regularly. <laughs> so we, we understand our issues. Um, leaving the house is not always easy, and it's a lot easier to stay in bed and sleep. Um, and it's something that I've just tried to be mindful of for this month. I just haven't set specific goals, um, and I don't feel like I need to, but to just make the effort to come and see how it goes. And so the first week was really great. Um, I've had a couple of times where I've been here where I've kind of felt overwhelmed by anxiety or just like a panic attack coming on or something. Um, I've only had to leave once because of it, which I think is pretty good. <laughs> and um, But by the end of this last week, I was starting to get a little bit discouraged because I felt like there was just a lot of spiritual warfare going on. And I didn't feel that for myself personally. When I've been in here, it's been a lot of joy, um, just sitting in God's presence and just being happy and connected together. And I think that's because he knows my heart, like he just has to be really gentle with it because I get a little bit discouraged at times. Um, but yesterday, brought Joel with me because I wanted to meet with Donovan and talk to him about it because I was, I said, Donovan, I feel like the church is on this train and they're going this way and I'm just over here because I just didn't feel connected. Um, but he really encouraged me and he just helped walk through some of my questions about things and at the end of it, I felt really encouraged and I'm going into this next week just being like, hey, like, I'm on the same train as everybody, but maybe I'm just in a different park or whatever, and that's okay. Um, and then this morning, just like a cherry on top, I met with, not even met, just ran into one of my old cell um, people, and he just shared with me that um, at the beginning of the month, he had been listening to people who were could intercede for and she said that I prayed for people and I was like God who am I that you would put me on someone else's heart to pray for and she said that she's been just so encouraged and thankful to see me in here so much I try to come during the day because I can work and that's just easier for me and um, 
I was like, man, I was already encouraged to go and make this week, this for me, and so I was like, yes, you do. And I was, I just think God is so good. Just that little extra piece to remind me for the rest of this month that someone else is praying for me. And that is just really special. And uh, I was just thinking of the verse in Matthew just where it talks about how God, our Father, is a good Father. And even if you ask an earthly father for, I think it's like a piece of bread or something, like they won't give you a snake or whatever. And it's like, how much more does your Father in Heaven look at these good gifts? And I, that was just a really good gift this morning. An encouragement and, and just what he shared with me. So I just bless you all. I love <laughs> seeing everybody come and just know that it's not always easy for everybody. And I, I don't know, I just, if you're having a hard time coming, I, I hope you're encouraged and um, can find the courage to come and, and join us. known that you're not a public speaker, okay? Again, how cool that the body working together and interacting together, isn't that amazing? I think that's just incredible. So we're just going to keep pounding away. I hope you can stay and be encouraged. All the scaredness kind of came back, and <laughs> yeah. And then after each story, this, that spark came back, and it kept growing and growing and growing, and just felt amazing. And that's just how it happened. <laughs> Anyways, now they get.
feel done because I'm saying you're, I feel bad and I want to praise God and have special favor in heaven for it. And that experience is such a shame because I lost a lot of stuff. Um, actually, that morning, um, I took my cat down. to be. I'm DM. <laughs> it stands for Denis Michel, so you kind of know now that I'm not, English is not my first language, so forgive me if you, if you don't understand everything. Just say amen and move on, all right? Um, <laughs> um, okay, so for the last couple months, I've been, uh, I've been really praying, and, and I wanted to see God acting in, in, in my discipline. I've been asking God,
God for more discipline, and I was like, how come can I just not have it? And it's not just in my prayer time. It would be with everything. It would be like eating. It would be working out. It would be going to work. It would be with a lot of things. It would just be discipline. And I was like, oh, God, how can I just not have discipline? Anyway, so, um, and, and failing over failing and over failing. And every morning I would wake up and go back to bed, put my alarm for 5 o'clock. And waking up Ali, and she was like, why do you keep putting your alarm for 5 o'clock if you don't wake up? Like, one day it's going to work. One day it's going to work. God is it. Like, I'm praying it's going to work, right? And, and, and anyway, so it, it didn't work. Um, and I was kind of getting frustrated with that. And, and last Tuesday I was here in a prayer room, and I was like, God, why, why don't you just answer me? Just like, why don't you just give me discipline? Like, you can do it. All these people are disciplined. Like, I have a lot of people in my life that are disciplined. And, and, um, and he, he's like, well, how do you want to be disciplined if, if, if you cannot, if, how do you want discipline if you cannot be disciplined? And, and here's what he was saying, like how my life I've been running away from things when people were teaching me and were, when people instructed by God, and I, and I mean mostly pastors, were coming and saying, Liam, you, you've been wrong on this one, you've got to change your ways. And I'd be like, ha, ha, ha screw you. And, and, and I've changed churches for, for some reason like that, mostly cities, actually. Like, I would go, like, from Quebec City, where I grew up, to Montreal, to Ottawa, to Gaspé, which is far east, and then coming here to Winnipeg, running from things that I didn't want to be teaching in. And, and, and God was like, how do you want to do that if you cannot be disciplined by people? I was like, okay, one nothing. Um, <laughs> one nothing for you. <laughs> and he was like, well, that's what I mean, like, like, you see everything as winning and losing. How about, like, this time it's not about winning and losing. It's, it's just about uh, you being transformed. Oh, yeah, right, two nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> you, get, you get my point, right? And, and I was like, okay, God, well, cool. Like, okay, I, then teach me how to be disciplined. And, and he said, well, just start by emailing all those pastors that have been into your life. And I could have installed about six, seven people here. I was like, thing I'm telling you until you do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I did that the same night. Uh, so I emailed the same people. The first people I, I got home, started emailing the, the person that were in, 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 in my, that came to my head. And, 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 and you know what? I, I don't know what it did. And I just, I just asked for forgiveness. And I also gave forgiveness because I, I, I believe pastors are human persons and they do what they believe God is telling them and sometimes they do mistakes and you gotta you gotta move on and you gotta forgive and you gotta ask for forgiveness as well and that's what I did and I think honestly I don't know what it did it didn't really change anything in my life but I know it did change things in heaven because now we can expect for breakthroughs and I can now expect that um, he be taught on discipline and I can now, my heart, I, I feel, I just feel that my heart is, is ready to receive uh, what God has to teach me through discipline. Stay tuned. Uh, DM, can you just sit up here, please? That worked. I was just checking to see if you were going to listen. <laughs> I just wanted to be the pastor that would, like, have this opportunity. That was it. Oh, that's very good. Thank you. We have two more up here. Okay. 
And so we're, I know, I see the time, we're getting close, but be, yeah, be encouraged. You're almost going to make it. Good morning. Good afternoon. Um, I was expecting to come up here, um, but uh, I was sitting there and Donovan was talking about, you know, the heart and stuff, and I felt it, I felt it being pulled. So I wasn't expecting to come up here, but uh, what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to try to be quick uh, as well, um, is just uh, my testimony <coughs> of uh, this church as a whole, I guess. Um, <coughs> so I, I became a follower um, in October of 2014, and <coughs> uh, my whole life, I always felt close to God, not sure how. I had some experiences. I almost, sorry, can't hear anything, but um, uh, I had an experience when I, when I almost died when I was young, when I was a child, and it, that one experience, I won't get into it because that's a whole long story too, but I, I, I did almost die as a child, and uh, it, it, it made me ask a lot of questions. My, I, I wasn't raised Christian, um, and uh, <coughs> um, but by by about the age of seven, I started uh, searching for churches, going to churches uh, on my own. Uh, the first church I ever went to was the Zion Church on Bannerman, um, <coughs> and then I uh, I traveled a lot. Uh, I won't get into everything, but I traveled a lot, checked out a lot of churches. And I honestly never felt very satisfied. And um, uh, and about uh, in 2014, I started looking for churches in the city here. And I visited about six six churches or so. And um, <coughs> I've been coming here for about a year and a half. And. Uh, for the first time in my life, um, uh, I feel g so good here. And <coughs> the leaders of this church are wonderful. Pastor Donovan is so humble and wonderful, and he leads the church in a beautiful way. Um, <coughs> so... It's so good to see people fasting, and uh, this 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 month of fasting has has been great, um, and to see Christians doing this as a lost art that is so powerful, and um, has helped me a lot. Um, so, and, and just I want to give a shout out to Matthew and Brittany because uh, they are doing awesome on Tuesday nights here. It is so cool, like. The power in this church is beautiful. Like, the strength is wonderful. And I just wanted to to say that out loud. Um, <coughs> uh, like, like Matt, like, when you were going on your thing on Tuesday night, your speech, man, that was so, like, oh, man, so good. So good. I, I recommend people come here on Tuesday nights uh, to, to sit here in prayer with uh, Matt and Brittany are leading something here two nights, and it's it's really great. Um, <coughs> so, 
one thing I did want to share about uh, uh, s something a little bit more insightful uh, <coughs> by coming here during the fasting and the praying, praying is uh, I came here and uh, I agree with a lot of the people what they say when they f when they enter this church they feel a lot of peace. Uh, I came here uh, January fifth. As soon as when I entered the church, uh, I just felt the Lord's presence, and <coughs> I just started crying for no reason. I wasn't sure why I was crying. I just was weeping and weeping and weeping, and I wasn't even quite sure. Um <coughs> but uh, wh what's the young man's name again that was up here? R Rylan. Uh, what he said about um, crying and releasing pain, like we all have so much pain and letting it go and, and, and just weeping is such a wonderful thing and just to come here and just, just to release, it was, it was powerful for me. And so I, <coughs> I started praying and I prayed for everybody that I could think of for about an hour. I was just going off, picking one person and just going and going and going. And then, <coughs> and then I came to the end uh, and I wanted to pray for myself. And uh, what uh, what I wanted to pray for was what uh, what I wanted to what I wanted to pray for was uh, uh, anger um, and having problems with some relationships and being bitter about them. And uh, so after I prayed for everybody else, and I and I was like, Lord, help me, you know. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be angry. I'm still working on it, but he he spoke to me, and uh, he gave me this one message that I just wanted to share because it was it was something really really nice. <coughs> um, so when he spoke to me, he said, "Burdens may feel heavy, but live a life of a light heart. Know that God is with you. Holding on to anger." is never the answer. All things will be revealed in time. Transgressions are learning lessons. They are not damnation. There is no need to be bitter. Stay humble and patient. Let compassion and love be the fruit that you eat of, for this will give you abundant life. And, uh, Bless this church and bless everybody in here. Thank you. We're going to wrap it up because we've got a bunch of children downstairs. Talk with Penelope. It's good. So um, thank you. I trust that you've been encouraged. This is going to end off, but I think I'll just pray and we'll rescue our child care workers downstairs and hope that you've been encouraged and spurred on. God, thank you for today. Thank you for story and testimony. Thank you about all the diversity of the things that we heard. And uh, God, there's so many more, and we're so grateful for it. And uh, God, would you keep leading us? God, would you answer the prayers that have been coming? But God, more than anything, that when we come into your presence, we actually get to know you. And uh, God, I'm really grateful for what you're doing. Thank you for this church. Thank you for our friends. Bless them today. God, would they be filled with your Holy Spirit, that when they would go, God, they would be a real encouragement to the people that they meet with. Bless them, I pray. Amen.